All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. He gives us so many chances, and when are we going to get straight with him? So we just like to say thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out. If you're new here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do live stream weekly Bible studies every week coming straight from the Word of God. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. And we're glad to have you back and we're happy to take any questions or concerns that you may have. Other than that, I don't have any other announcements. So we'll go ahead and get started from the title. It says, Hope When There Is No Hope. Especially when it's times like this, people are losing their jobs, people, it's just a crisis going on, it's everywhere. Where can we cast our hope upon? And that's some, and we're going to cover that tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. Uh, we'll always start by saying a prayer. Uh, if you can and will, bow your heads with us. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for how you've just continued to bless us, continue to bestow blessings upon us that we were not uh, deserving of. Lord, we thank you for how you've been so gracious, so kind, so merciful to us throughout the weeks, throughout the years, throughout uh, all of the time that you have allowed us on this earth. So, Lord, we just say thank you first and foremost. Lord, we're praying that you would continue to strengthen us, to strengthen our disease. Lord, you would continue to heal us of all manner of uh, illnesses that are trying to take place in our bodies. Lord, we're praying that you would just touch our families, our friends, our loved ones, our enemies, Lord, that you would just touch us all. But we're praying that you would just work so many miracles uh, and that you would continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm. And Lord, we know that we're going through a storm at this hour. So Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so as we can already see, Melvin already introduced the title. We're talking about hope when there is no hope. Uh, and it's something that it's hard to see. Uh, it's hard to recognize hope when there is no hope, but there is always hope in Christ. Uh, and so we're going to look at some things tonight. I'm praying that you guys would tune in. You would uh, continue on this journey with us and stay and endure to the end uh, because there, I'm praying that these things will uplift you, encourage you, strengthen you, uh, increase your faith uh, so that we don't have to uh, fear as the rest of the world fears. Uh, those of us in Christ that we can increase our faith and, and not feel hopeless, not feel uh, so afraid of anything that's happening in the world uh, right now and things to come because things aren't over. So <clears throat> we're going to look at tonight Romans chapter 4. And we'll look at verse 18, uh, and we'll introduce the focus verse. All right. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now, we're talking about Abraham, the father of faith. And right off the bat, it tells us who against hope believed in hope. There was no hope. Now, we'll go back. Uh, we'll, we'll go back up. 
Well, actually, we'll just go back to Genesis. We don't have to go up here. But we're talking about Abraham. We probably should go up to, <laughs> to introduce this. But we're going to read it anyways in the book of Genesis. But it tells us, it's talking about Abraham, and it says, Who against hope? Let's go ahead and go up to 16 first. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of to the to to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all now he he brings in Abraham here all right as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even god who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were now we know god came to abraham at the age of 75 and told him he was going to make him a father of many nations. He would bless his seed. And this was a hard saying for not only Abraham, but his wife, uh, Sarah, also to, to take in. This was a hard thing for them to believe. There was no hope in this because they were past the age where we stop having children. And so... That's where we come into uh, verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope. Because God made them this promise. And so looking at that from the natural eye, there was no hope in that. There, there was no belief in that. It seemed to not be true. And so even though it seemed as if there should not have been any hope, God, through uh, tribulations, through trials, through uh, different situations, he worked on Abraham's patience. And he worked on his patience. As he worked on his patience, he worked on his hope. And so over time, God began to increase Abraham's faith. And that's what we need. We need to still have hope, even when it seems as if, Hope is against us. That's the hour that we are in, uh, in the world today, because we already know about, I don't have to tell anybody about this. We already know about the coronavirus situation, how so many states, cities, uh, countries even are on lockdown. Uh, you have people afraid to leave their homes. You have people afraid to uh, touch their neighbor. You have people afraid to wave at somebody. Because we have hope in the fact that, hey, if I don't leave my house, then I won't catch uh, this virus. We have hope in those things. We have hope in, hey, if I, don't, if I wear this mask, I won't catch the virus. We have hope in the fact that, hey, if I stand six feet away from you, if I stand 10 feet, 20 feet, I won't catch the virus. But do we have hope in Christ? That, that, that's kind of what we talked about last week. Do we have hope in the blood that Jesus shed? And he told us by his stripes we are healed. We have protection from the plague. So it seems as if right now as a, a world, there is no hope. Hope is against us. But will we continue to believe? And so that that's what I want to talk about because... It's so easy to not have hope. And like I said, we hope. Uh, we have hope in a lot of things. 
we have hope saying, well, <laughs> as long as I don't go outside, I'm not going to get it. But we, above all else, now I'm not saying you should run around touching everybody. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we have to have hope in God first and say, even if I do touch someone, even if I do encounter someone with this, I still have hope in God that he won't allow it to touch me. And even if he does, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's the confession that Job made. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And so uh, it brought, it, it came in my mind uh, when I was talking to someone and we were talking about uh, another person who was uh, struggling from coronavirus in the hospital. Uh, being hooked up on on a ventilator, not being able to breathe for themselves, and so I listened to I listened to a person say, "Yeah, I don't believe they're going to make it. I believe it's over for them." And in that moment, I thought in my mind, "This person has no hope. They have already given up." But my mindset says, "I can't believe that because." I don't know what God has in store. Now, sure, it may be over. I don't know. But me being in Christ, I have hope always that he can come through. I know he can. Now, whether he does or not, that's up to God. But we still have to have hope that no matter what the situation looks like. See, that's what gets us in trouble as people. We look at the situation. But I'm reminded... <laughs> The scripture say, is there anything too hard for God? We have no hope. Hope is against us. And so we don't have any hope. I, I remember um, some time ago, a lady commented on our page asking uh, for us uh, basically to spread the word because someone they knew was having kidney failure. And I told them, I said, I'm not going to pray for you to find a kidney donor. I'm not. I'm going to pray that God restores the kidney that's already inside this person because I have that hope. I know he can do it. And the person began to respond to me and tell me <laughs> once a kidney has already been damaged, there is no restoration. There is no way that the kidney can be made whole again. But I recognize who I was talking to. Someone who was against hope and they didn't believe in hope. They had no hope. But tonight and tomorrow and the day after that, we have hope. That's what Christ came to do. He came to bring us hope. He said he came to bring us life and that more abundantly. In life, there is hope. And that's what we have in Christ. So <laughs> I'm still carrying on because there are things that I must do. I can't stay in all day. Some people are uh, able to do that and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you must go out, we must have hope. We can't be too afraid and say, man, uh, if I get this, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm worried that if I touch the doorknob on my uh, house, I'm going to perish. 
we must have hope above all else. I'm not saying don't sanitize. I've done it. I'm not saying don't uh, carry yourself in a manner uh, to protect yourself. But what I am saying is we got to have hope. Even if you know someone that has contracted uh, whatever disease, we can't just say, man, it's over with for these people. We must have hope. We must have trust and faith in God that he is a way maker. We sing so many songs, but do we actually have that faith? As Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Because as soon as the situation looks grim, as soon as the situation appears to be dead, we say there is no hope here. But God is trying to remind us there's hope. There is always hope. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing that he cannot do. And we have to believe that. But it is going to take situations. So we're going to look at Abraham. Because in the beginning, Abraham too, as we all were. I was the same way. We did not believe in God. We didn't have our hope in God. We started that way. We had little faith. But God wants to increase that faith that we have. So we'll go back to Genesis chapter 17. Uh, and we'll look at verse 1 and then we'll skip down. We'll look at verse 1 first. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9... The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Now, we find Abraham at the age of 99. He is 99 years old. Drop down. Uh, actually, yeah, let's drop down to verse 14. So Abraham is 99 years old. God still tells him what he told him in the, when he was 75. He said he's going to bless his seed. He's going to multiply him. Alright. And the uncircumcised man child. Whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised. That soul shall be cut off from his people. Mm -hmm. He hath broken my covenant. Mm -hmm. And God said unto Abraham. As for Sarai. Thy wife. Thou shalt not call her name Sarai. But Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her. And give thee a son also of her. Mm -hmm. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Now, at the age of 99, he tells Abraham he is going to give him a son. Now, that, now that's hard. it's hard to have hope in that. Because we know people aren't having children at that age. We know that. All right. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? O ye of little faith. That's us today. Because we see people and we say because of the circumstance, it, it won't happen. But what did God say? Have you lost all your hope? We got to have hope. We must have hope despite how the situation looks. Because I can tell you this. The gloves won't stop you from receiving what God said would happen. Nothing can stop God. 
I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying don't take precautions. I'm saying above all else, we have to have hope in God. Because God is the one that protects us from things. He told us he would protect us from the plague so that it wouldn't destroy us. It's through his blood. So we must have hope in the blood more than anything else. We must have hope. All right. And Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. So we're going to actually jump over to chapter 18. So God comes to Abraham again at 99 and tells him he's going to give him a son by his wife. And Abram, he laughs and says within his heart, he didn't have any hope. He, didn't, he, he could not see that happening. And that's the hour that we're living in. We have no hope. We're terrified. But will you allow God to increase your faith? The disciples told him, he said, Lord, increase our faith. That's, that's what we need at this time. God to increase our faith. We need more hope to trust him no matter what it looks like. That's what we need in this time. So if we move over to chapter 18, um, let's start at verse 1 here. So at the age of 99, we're going to see how God takes Abram or Abraham from the place where he laughed in his heart and did not truly believe. He believed something, but it was hard for him to see it. And that's how we are. It's hard for us to see, even if we believe it. Just a little. We have little faith. But God is waiting for us to increase our faith. And so that's what God is going to do with Abraham. He's going to work on him and increase his faith. All right. So we'll see how some of the things that took place to do that. All right. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground mm -hmm. and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Mm -hmm. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and washed and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Drop down to verse 6, please. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed and make cakes upon the earth. Mm -hmm. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before him and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. All right. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? Now the angel says unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? The angel already knew where she was. Alright. And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Now here is the proclamation again. Alright. 
and Sarah heard it, heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. She had, go ahead. <laughs> now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Now she heard it in the tent behind them. All right. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Now she says the same thing in her heart. She said, Am I going to have a child? I'm not going to have a child. They had no hope. But God was working on them to give them hope when it seems that there is no hope. To, to make things appear that he said was going to appear. God told them from the beginning this was going to happen. But they had to have patience. God told them at the age of 75. He's moved over to 99 now. God was working on his patient. That's what he's doing with us. See, right now, we want the... I've heard so many people talk about it. We want the world to go back to the way that it was. But God has to work on somebody out there. He has to work on our patience. He has to get us to see that there is hope. You can trust in him. But just because we get down on our knees tonight and pray... That doesn't mean he's going to make everything well for us <laughs> as soon as we get up. As soon as we say amen. That God doesn't operate like that. He does things in the fullness of time. When it's according to his will. So I have no doubt in my mind that I believe God is going to restore the world. But. We have to be patient. We have to continue to have hope. We have to increase our faith. We have to allow God to work on us. Because there's somebody out there who does not have a relationship with God. But the way the world is right now is going to push them towards him. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the lost souls that are coming to Christ in this time. We need that. We need the church to be strengthened. And so that's what we're seeing happening before our, our very eyes. But for those people uh, who are going through traumatic situations right now, because as Melvin stated earlier, there's people that are losing their jobs, not sure how they're going to pay bills, people needing food, people needing uh, help, uh, excuse me, help with their health uh, because they're, they have the disease as well as other issues going on in their body, there's still hope. There is still hope. We just have to continue to trust in God. And I know sometimes it, it seems hard to do that. But He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. His promises are way more valid than mine are. I mean, if I say something, is God willing that it be done? Because I can say what I'm going to do tomorrow, and God can take my life tonight. And that promise I made was broken. So, but God, when he says something, it's going to come to pass. It shall come to pass. And that's the beauty about him. He's not slack concerning his promises. And so, despite how long it seemed for God to fulfill his word, in Abraham and Sarah, despite how long 
it seems like the world may be the way it is, God is still going to uphold his promises. There's things that God said will happen and they are going to. So we have to continue to have hope. Those of us who have come over into Christ, we have to have hope because the world itself, the world has no hope. But us that are in Christ and those coming over into Christ, we can have hope. We can find peace. Uh, I was reading uh, just the other day talking about uh, being spiritually minded is life and peace. Having the mind of the spirit will give you peace because you can see beyond the circumstance. You can see beyond what's in front of you. So now Abraham and Sarah, they both laughed within their heart. They both said, I just don't know about this. I just don't know if I believe this. I know God has told me a lot of stuff that's come to pass thus far, but I just don't know about this one now. This one's hard for me to see. I don't know. This one's just hard for me to see. And that's the situation so many of us find ourselves in. At one point or another, you will find yourself in a situation like this where you say, this is hard for me to believe here. But against hope, we still must believe in hope. Even though it seems like hope is against you, when it seems like there is no way possible for this to, to work out in your favor, but all things work together for the good to them that love God, he's going to make it happen. You, you don't have to make it happen. That, that's what's amazing about God. He does what we cannot do. He does it. There's things he's going to tell you to do and you just have to be obedient. He'll do the rest. Every miracle that we we seen Jesus come here and do. He told the people to do a certain part and he fulfilled the part that they couldn't do. Even his first miracle, we saw him go to the wedding and his mother Mary told him, he said, she said, they have no wine. He said, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. It's not time for me yet. But so Mary told the servants at the wedding, she said, whatever he says, do, do it. And so Jesus told them, he said, fill the pots with water. They had to do something. He, he didn't just pop wine out of nowhere. They had to fill up the pots with water. So God is going to do what he's going to do. But being his servant, do whatever he told you to do. There's things you have to do first. And he'll do the rest. He'll make the magic happen. We just have to be obedient. And so that's what we'll see all throughout the life of Jesus. Being obedient to him. And when we do that, we'll have hope. There's hope. There is so much hope. Because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He can do more than we can even think about doing. That's the God that we serve. How can you not have hope in that?
So in an hour where so many people, so many people are drowned by fear, but God have not given us the, the spirit of fear. He hadn't done that. He's given us the spirit of hope, of love, of a sound mind. And so we see here both Abraham and Sarah. They did not have enough hope. Now, they still were trying to believe in God. It was just hard for them. They were trying to believe in God because Abraham has done everything God's told him to do. And that's how we have to be, even if we don't see how God can make it happen. We still must do just what he said do. And so, uh, let's go ahead and go down. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? God said, Why didn't she have any hope? That's what he's saying here. Where is y'all's hope? That's what I'm asking tonight. Looking at all of our loved ones, our family members, so many people around the world dying and sick. Where is your hope? Being afraid to step outside, being afraid to go in the grocery store, get gas. Where is your hope, though? I understand things are scary. I get it. But where is your hope? Do you still have hope in Christ that he can protect you, that his blood truly is for you, that it covers your vessel, which is your body? Do you have hope in that? So we have to have hope when there seems to be no hope because there actually is hope. There's hope. All right. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. That's all we got to do is be patient. He told them this at 75. Abraham didn't have Isaac until 100, above 25 years later, if my math is correct. And so they just had to be patient. That's where, that's where we are in the world today. We got to be patient. We have to continue to have hope. Just because God tells us something is going to happen, that doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. I know we wanted that fast. I wanted things to happen that fast before. But we have to have patience. The trying of our faith working patience. And eventually it's going to work on our hope. It's I've, something I've learned something that God has shown me is so much easier to have patience when you have hope. It's so much easier because you know the end result. He stood in the beginning and declared the end. So now that he has told me what's going to take place in the end, I can have hope. I can wait on the Lord because now in my eyes, I'm not saying this part is biblical. In my eyes, when I don't know the outcome of something, I'm not patient. I, I'm impatient because I feel as if the longer something goes on, the more likely the chance is that something will go wrong. But when we have hope, 
we can continue to endure and say, I know God is going to work it out somehow. And so it makes it easier to be patient when we have hope. So now, God asks them the question, is it anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? He said, Sarah's going to have a son. And that's the world we live in. God's going to turn this thing around. We just have to continue to have hope. Hope in his blood. Hope in the things that Jesus has done for us. So now, let's uh, actually go ahead and read that. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. <laughs> Sometimes we try to cover up the fact that we don't have hope. We said, no, 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 I didn't do that. I do believe, I, I do believe this is going to happen wholeheartedly. Knowing deep down we don't have hope, we have to be honest with ourselves. We don't have the faith that we need. We need, we need to make the, the statement that the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. I don't, I'm not in the place that I need to be because things are terrifying me. I need more faith. It's okay to be honest with the Lord. It's all right to say, to make that confession, Lord, increase my faith. I need him to do that for me. Every day I need more and more faith. And so we have to be honest with ourselves but nonetheless, we have to continue to have hope, even when we cannot see it. So let's drop over to uh, chapter 21. And we'll start at verse 5. Verse 1, and then we'll go to 5. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Go ahead, read 2. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. This is the God that we serve. At the age, drop down to five, actually. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. Abraham was one hundred years old, and Sarah was ninety. God did just what he said. And so... If we continue to have hope in him, when it seems like hope is against us, we just have to trust in the things that he said. He said all things work together for the good. We have to have hope in that, that it, it, it shall work out one way or another, even if we don't like the outcome. Even if we don't like the outcome, God still is in charge. So the Lord asked them, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there? I'm persuaded that nothing is. The same God that made the heaven and the earth, he can heal you from the coronavirus. He can protect you from ever getting it. He can protect you from everything. I seen something that said it was an asteroid coming to destroy. Uh, I don't know how much, how much, uh, how how much, but he can protect you from that. God can protect you from it all. 
I mean, people are worried about aliens abducting them. <laughs> That's what we have to have hope in the Lord for. I mean, some people are just worried about so many things. And I understand that things in this life can be very frightening. But we have to have hope. We have to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Don't lean to what you understand. Because our understanding is not God's understanding. He already promised to take care of us. We have to have hope. So Abraham finally, and I, I can just imagine how happy they were after 25 years of God telling them what was going to take place. It finally came to pass. After 25, and I know 25 is a, is a long time, but finally it happened. Imagine waiting for 25 years on something. What you say, Mel? I was just about to say, and I just turned to 25, <laughs> so that's my whole life. I know that's a long time. Imagine waiting your entire life for something, and it finally comes to pass. Finally. It seems like it took an eternity in our eyes. But it, was, but it was only 25 years. And so we see God keep his promise. He will keep his promises. Like I said, we break promises all the time. That's the reason he told us not to even make them. But God will keep his word. It shall come to pass. All right. Sarah said, God has made God has made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. And I'm laughing with her even in this time because God has made her to have hope. God has made Abraham to have hope. And through this testimony, he's made me to have hope. He's made me to recognize we have to have patience. And we have to continue to trust even when we can't see it. I've done it myself. God has told me things and I've laughed within myself and said, hold on, Lord. I don't know about that. We but we have to have hope at the end of the day because what he says, he'll bring it to pass. And so we're seeing their faith being strengthened. We're seeing their hope being strengthened. So when the next situation arises, now we'll see how the hope is. So I want to move over. Uh, I'm I want to move over to chapter 22 now. In verse one. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. Mm -hmm. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, we've read this before. But after 25 long years, and I, and I don't remember, uh, I don't think it even tells us how old Isaac is here, but he had to be of age. So this is definitely above 25 years. Because Isaac 
talked back to him. He responded to him in a manner that tells us he was of age. And we'll get to that. But now, God tells him to take that child that they finally got. And he told him to turn around and give him back. Now, when we get a gift from God, we don't want him to take it back. We want to keep it. If you get a new car, you don't want to turn around and give that car back. Whatever it is that you get, we don't want to give it back. We want to consume it. We want to enjoy it. But God says, Abraham, give it back. All right. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He got up early in the morning. He had hope. He didn't put it off. He had hope in what God said. Despite what God asked him for. Will we do that? Despite what God asked you for. Can you still have hope that it's going to work out somehow? One way or another. So he rose up early in the morning, all right? And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up mm -hmm. and went unto the place of which God had told him. Mm -hmm. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Mm -hmm. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And now he tells us, the hope he shows us his faith here he shows us the evidence of his hope because he tells the people that came with him he said wait here me and my son we're going to go offer this sacrifice and not only will we offer this sacrifice we're going to come again we'll be back but now that's hope. When it seems all hope is against him, he still believed in hope. He still had the faith in God. He believed that God would raise him up. That's what it tells us in Hebrews, uh, the 11th chapter. He, it tells us he believed that God would raise him up, even if he killed his son. He said, look, because God, he gave him to me in the first place when there was no way that I should have even gotten that child. Without God, it was impossible. So he said, God can do the impossible again. We have to have hope in that. That even though the circumstance seems impossible, he's done the impossible before. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can he not do it again? He's done it before. In so many of our lives, I'm reminded of, of, of a person who was on their sickbed thinking that they were about to die, not eating, uh, <laughs> not feeling the sensation of hunger, uh, having hives pop up all over their body, losing weight, not being able to keep food down. So many uh, symptoms, so many things taking over this person's body, and yet, God pulled them through. It was a miracle. I'm reminded of that because it was me. And so the circumstance, the situation that God took me through, it gave me hope. And so now there's so many things that God has strengthened me that I don't worry about because of 
what I know he did with me the last time. So the miracle that God took me through this last time showed me he can do it again. But even if he doesn't, yet will I trust him. Even if he doesn't, I know it'll work out for the good. Somehow. That's the hope that we must have. So we see God tell Abraham, turn around and offer your son. Kill him. Offer him as a sacrifice. And Abraham responds in hope. He showed us his hope. There's evidence of his faith. So a lot of times people say they have faith, but there is no evidence. Abraham shows us his faith. He goes and puts his son. Let's read this now. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for, the burnt, for a burnt offering? Nah. <laughs> now, I don't know how old Isaac is. At this time, the Bible doesn't tell us. But I know he had to be of the age of comprehension because he began to assess this situation. He said, something ain't adding up here. <laughs> Something's mighty strange going on here. <laughs> he said, I see everything here for this sacrifice, for this burnt offering, but I don't see the, the animal. I don't see what's being killed here. I don't see that. So, this was after some time. God said, look, offer up your only, your son Abraham, or excuse me, Isaac. He knows you love him. He said, the one you love. I know you love him. But can we have hope when we're faced with losing the thing that we love the most? God wants to know if you love him more than that. Can you trust him more than the thing that you love the most? The thing that you worked so hard to gain. The thing that you put so much prayer and studying in for. Will you love God more? Will you have more hope in God than you have in whatever that is? Whatever the thing is. whatever who, Whoever the person is. Will you have more hope in God? That's what it's about. So... I want to go back to Romans because we'll wrap it up here. Uh, what was that? Romans 4. 4? 18. Yeah, I want to go back there and read that verse again. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall our seed be. Against hope when it seems as if hope was against him, when all the odds were stacked against him, he still believed in God because of the things that God has shown him thus far. And that's how we have to be in this time because I've seen so many people post about their sick loved ones and just so many uh, traumatic things happening in the world today, but we still have to have hope. When hope seems against us, 
we still have to trust in Christ. Don't allow the enemy to steal your joy. There's joy in the midst of the storm. That's what this program is about. We get on here week in and week out preaching joy in the midst of the storm. And that's what we're having, a storm. But we can still have joy and we can still have hope because Christ will come through. Like I said earlier, he's not slack concerning his promise. People are saying, oh, where is God now? He hasn't done it yet. How long is it going to take him? It's been 25 years. Where is he yet? I can imagine that they said that to Noah when he got out there preaching. A flood is coming. God told me to tell y'all that if you don't get inside this ark, you're going to be killed. They said, man, look, what are you talking about? How long you been out here preaching? Nothing's happened yet. You've been out here talking this stuff for so long. We're tired of hearing that, man. They had no hope because hope was against them. They never seen rain before. They never seen that. But he said he had to go on. He still believed in hope. He still had hope and continued to build the ark and took those who would listen, only his family. He still had hope. And that's the time that we have to live in. We still have to have hope and continue on doing the things that God needs us to do. Despite who doesn't have hope, we have to have hope for ourselves. Uh, Peter told them in Acts the second chapter, he said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. There's people out there without hope. You have to have hope for yourself. Don't allow someone around you to tell you there is no opportunity for you. There is no hope. Your life is over. Whatever happens to you, you're done. People will say that. People will tell you you're meaningless. You're worthless. People will bully you. They want you. The enemy is using people to cause you to have no hope. But God is able. He wants you to have hope. He wants to give you peace and happiness. So that's the time that we're living in. We have to remember that there is hope. And God is so much bigger than whatever situation we're in. He's bigger than that. And so I won't carry on. <laughs> I won't continue to carry on. Uh, I'll turn it back over to the hands of Melvin. <laughs> Man, um, I'm just still on this whole 25 year, year thing. God tells you something. And like Tony said earlier, we definitely want it to happen right away. But um, I know I'm reminded of a verse that says, in your patience possess ye your souls. Mm -hmm. um, because when we get impatient, that causes us to get angry. And even though and the Bible says, be ye angry, but sin not. But <laughs> we, we get angry and we definitely and sin definitely follows suit with that. Um, sin follows. So. We definitely have to um, have patience when it comes to uh, what God is saying. Um, God has um, said many things is going to happen, and it st still hasn't happened yet. And it seems like it will never happen, and we tend to lose hope the longer it takes. The long, the more hope we tend to lose. But we have to keep our hope and, and our faith steadfast on God because we know that God is not a man, that he should lie. 
If he said it, it definitely, it definitely will come to pass. And I see that we have um, a few comments. So if you have questions, definitely feel free to ask him um, whenever. So, yeah, like I, like I was saying, um, definitely have faith. Um, Abraham, I, I like that story when God told Abraham to um, sacrifice his only son that he waited so long to get. He said, he told the people that y'all stay down here and we will come back. So how many of us will will do that today, you know? God telling us to, to give up something that we love. I'm sure he loved his son. It was his only son. And if we want to uh, talk about God, that's, that's what he did. Gave up his only son for us so that we may have the right to earn salvation. And I can just uh, read some of the comments. Um, thank you, Barbara, Cynthia, Frankisha, Tyler, Ethel, and um, Stephen. <laughs> Frankisha says, they don't know the God that we serve. And people have said, amen. And Tyler says, it's good to see something positive. Because there's definitely a lot of negative news going on. Because negative news, that's what spreads. You try to say something positive, it doesn't get far. Stephen says, great lesson. Um, we thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in. And another story I'm reminded of of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego still serving the, the Lord despite what the king has said. Even though they knew they were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And when the king looked down in the, um, in the fire, he saw a fourth person. And let me remind you, this is in the Old Testament now. But Jesus was there with them. He was there because they had the faith. And that's why, and that's the same faith that we have to have today, no matter what the current situation looks like. Tony was saying earlier, we definitely look at the current physical situation, which I get it. We are human and we have human emotions, and those situations may bring fear up in our hearts, but God didn't give us the spirit of fear, the spirit of love, the spirit of faith in Him to, in order, we have to trust Him enough to believe. What he said is going to happen is actually going to happen. So um, I don't have anything else. Uh, again, we thank you guys for tuning in. We see we don't have any other comments. Um, again, this is week 60. And we plan to keep on rolling despite what may be happening in the world. We're trying to shed light on God's word and to bring out the truthfulness and the message of there is still hope. And the Lord, no matter what may be going on in anybody's life. So again, thank you for tuning in and rejoice in the Lord. I always count it all joy because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. So count it all joy, just like the apostles did when they were getting beaten for the name of Jesus. They still counted it joy because they knew they were going to get their reward. And uh, Stephen says, when is the next lesson? The next lesson is going to be next Thursday at the same time we do this every Thursday, um, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. As you can see, this is week 60, so we have 59 other videos if you want to go and check those out on our um, Facebook page and also on every major podcast platform. Shortly after we go off offline, we upload those to them. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Podbean, whatever podcast platform you like to listen on, we're most likely there. So, um definitely there but if you want to catch them live and ask questions and get live feedback then it's every thursday evening at 6 30 p.m central standard time so again thank you for tuning in we pray 
that you got something out of that and everybody else and whoever may listen, whenever you may listen. Uh, we hope that you guys get something out of our message. Um, even if one person gets reached and decides to turn their life over and live truly for God, then it's a job well done. Because the true message of God doesn't get spread as it should. And that's our goal. That's why we get on here week in and week out and do a lot of reading. I know Tony does a lot of reading. Like a lot, a lot of reading. And not just a daily devotional. <laughs> Is it's actually I'm sorry, I'm gonna say this one thing. It's actually a difference in reading a devotional or just reading to say I'm gonna read this chapter and be done and studying. It's a it's a def, it's definitely a, a difference in that. And actually in Proverbs it says, With all thy getting, get an understanding. So you can read this Bible. I remember people uh, one person said he's read the Bible from the front to the back and probably didn't understand a thing in there. And as I've said before, it's written in code, written in plain English, but it takes a true God sent preacher in order to make it clear to the people. So you, you can go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to uh, add one thing. Stephen asked about the next lesson. You already told him uh, we have them every Thursday at 630. And you can also go back and look at the old ones. But also I wanted to say uh, if you have anything that you wanted to discuss Please reach out. Uh, we can uh, talk about that during our live stream. Uh, even if it's something that's, that you feel is pressing, because it should be uh, things concerning God, we, we do need to go ahead and address those. So you can definitely reach out and we can have a Bible study with you or we can just message you back and forth, however you want to do it. Uh, but definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, and that goes for anybody out there. Uh, if there's anything you want to discuss, we can definitely do that. It doesn't have to be during the live stream. Uh, it can be anytime, midnight hour, 12 p.m., 12 a.m., it doesn't matter. Uh, just don't hesitate to reach out because that's what we're here for, to help God's people. Uh, so that, that's all I wanted to add, Mel. Yeah, um, definitely if you have a question because if you do have a question, I guarantee you that somebody else will have the same question and it can answer it for them as well. So again, thank you for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there unless we have any more questions, but I, I don't see any more comments. So again, you can message us anytime and we'll be, we'll be more than happy to sit down with you and take a look and see what God is saying in the Bible. So I'll say it again, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy. And we'll see you guys next Thursday evening at the same time with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Again, thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh -huh.